0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 68. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you have a successful business? And if so, do you have a way to measure your success besides just looking at your paycheck? Most likely, you don't. If so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a well-thought-out process for how to measure success. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really learned a stepwise approach to, to measuring their progress instead of just measuring their ultimate end goal. In other words, if all you focus on is your destination, then you won't enjoy the journey. So what do you do? You have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn strategies for measuring success. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How to measure the milestones on your way to the next level. So if you're ready to learn strategies for measuring your own success, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn strategies for measuring success? Think of it this way. You'll get more success if you measure your milestones than if you don't. It's that simple. The reason is because it's easier to hit milestones than it is to hit the end goal. And each milestone carries with it a new level of confidence that you're moving further and further towards your destination. And, as I've said before, you'll enjoy the journey more. That's why I wanted to do this podcast today, because I want you to understand that your goals are easier to reach if you have a better process to reach them. So what we're going to do is cover three things in this podcast. First, strategies for measuring success, so that you have a way to measure your progress. Second, the top five facets of business to measure, so that you measure what's important. And third, the next level so that you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, before we jump into those three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly what to do on a daily basis to enjoy the journey? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Strategies for Measuring Success So, a lot of financial advisors and insurance agents measure their success by the end tally of new accounts, new assets, and new gross commissions. Unfortunately, some advisors and agents give up before reaching their set goals. Thomas Edison said it best when he said, many of life's failures are people who just didn't realize how close they were to success when they gave up. And I believe that Thomas Edison was right. However, focusing on the journey towards achieving success rather than the destination itself allows for focusing on productive activities while celebrating accomplishments all along the way. Isn't that what we're really truly wanting to do anyway? To actually enjoy what we're doing for a living. Now, Let's take a deeper dive into a stepwise approach that can help you continuously measure progress instead of using the ultimate end game in mind as your barometer. Step one compartmentalize your goals. The goals are an important part of achieving success. However, if you don't break down your goals into daily actions, they inevitably are very difficult to accomplish. That's exactly why. Edison conducted 10,000 experiments in order to invent the light bulb. He just kept going, just kept at it. Here's a real world example of how one financial advisor client of mine used this type of progress. Robert E., that's not his real name, was an advisor slash agent with four years of experience when his boss told him that his life insurance sales ethics had spiraled downward from the previous month in production. See, when Robert and I met, he informed me that he no longer had any company minimum production standards to meet because he had just finished his fourth year anniversary. And what the company did after four years was they didn't make him hit any kind of production goals. Unfortunately, his boss and the company were taking notice, and that wasn't good. They weren't very happy with him. It was time for him to redefine his goals and map out his daily activities. So what I did is I asked his boss if I could talk to him about that. And his boss said, sure. So we went to the next step. Step two, create a game. The next step was to create a game, something that would be fun for him to do on a daily basis. See, having coached hundreds of financial advisors and insurance agents, I knew exactly what we needed to do. I knew exactly what kind of game would work for Robert. So I explained the cross-selling campaign that i called the Oh By The Way game. The title itself was a simple reminder that whenever he was talking to a client, he could look at their account to see if they had life insurance with him. If not, he began the conversation with, Oh, by the way, I know that we've been working together for some time now, but I see that I'm not helping you with your life insurance. Why is that? Next, he had to wait for any objection that he might get and use one of our handling objection tools to overcome it. If he was able to handle the objection, then he got to mark the accomplishment as a point and then attempt to continue earning himself more points. So we went to step three. Step three, beat your high score. Motivation is an important step to daily activities turning those daily activities into habits. The best way I know to do this is to beat your high score or your personal best on a daily basis and be accountable for it. At the end of each day Robert would email me how many points he had earned and every time he beat his high score he would reward himself with some type of motivational reward such as leaving the office early or going out and grabbing coffee or, or something. So What happened to Robert? Well, at the end of the month, I called his boss to get his opinion on how Robert's been doing. And this guy said to me, it was interesting. He said, quote, I don't know what you did to him, but he's having the best month of his career when it comes to life insurance sales, unquote. You see, his boss was excited about this, but he couldn't figure out why it was working. In other words, Robert was now enjoying the journey. And the bonus was that his business was picking up as a result. (laughs) So why did the, quote, game, unquote, approach to success work? Well, the reason this worked for Robert was because he focused on activities. He made a game out of it. And he did that every day. And he kept himself accountable every day, both with rewards, with checking in with me, and also punishments if he didn't do well. When you change your mindset, you can have a good time doing activities that might have seemed a little boring to you, and that might have seemed like previously as work. See, viewing it through the lens of a game (laughs) changes it, changes the trajectory, and it's a game changer. So, what areas of the business should you measure for success? Well, that is what we're going to talk about next. The top five facets of business to measure. In the financial services industry, it's easy to get caught up in in what your company wants you to measure. For financial advisors, it's typically new accounts, new assets, gross commissions, things like that. For insurance agents, it's typically commissions from all products, life insurance, long-term care insurance, health insurance, property and casualty insurance, annuities, investment products, and so on. But what should you measure? Sure, keeping track of what the company wants is important, but again, that's like looking at the destination. And what if you're not happy along the way? That's why I think it's important to look at what successful advisors and agents measure so that you can get an idea of what you can measure as well. So, let's take a look at the first facet of the business that you can measure. Facet number one, measuring your mindset. Now, I think this is the very most important facet of the business that you can measure. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you know that I've said it before and I'll say it again, Everything starts between your ears, and I believe it's true. I can teach you all the tips, tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions, but if you don't have a good mindset, you won't even pick up the phone. You won't grow your business. So how do you measure your mindset on a daily basis? And how do you know if you're, you're being successful when it comes to being positive and having a positive mindset? Well, it's actually easier than you might think. Let me explain why. It reminds me of a client that I had years ago who really wasn't doing too well. She was successful, but she was going through a transition in her life. See, she moved to another firm, and she transferred 95% of her book over, which was great. But then she got situational depression. And if you know what that is, you know it's not good. It's being depressed because of a specific situation. So she thought to herself, Is this all there is? And she kept focusing on that. When I reached out to her, we set an appointment, we talked. And when I asked her how things are going, she explained to me it wasn't going well. And when I asked her where she would rate herself on a scale of 1 to 10, her mind space or her state of mind, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, she said she was at a 3. And that's because she was talking to me. (laughs) And I said, well, I hope I'm not bringing you down. And she said, no, I'd be at a 1 if I wasn't talking to you. So I created a tool, a tool that I knew would help her so that she could change her focus. Here's how it works. <laughs> One of the hardest things for advisors and agents to do is to stay positive all the time. And that's understandable. It's a tough business. And that's why I designed this exercise, this, the mind space exercise. Here's how it works. So what I had her do is I had her identify three positive triggers in the morning, three things that she would want to do every morning to start her day outright. She said, yoga, meditation, and workout. Next, I had her do those, and then rate herself 1 to 10. You know, 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. And then email me every day an accountability email to let me know how things are going. And then to do the same thing in the afternoon. Not so much yoga and meditation and so on, but three other things that she could do during the day to make herself feel good. So here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing about this exercise is that every, every time somebody does this exercise for 30 days, their mind space number goes up. And that's because they get out of situational depression. They're having more fun. They're having more success, and they're staying busy, and they like what they do. In fact, they start to love their business again. So what happened to her? Well, <laughs> she started out at a 3 like I said, and then she moved up to a 5 after a while, and then a 7, and, a, and then eventually she was consistently at 8 or 9 every day. And by having a process for focusing her mental state of mind and measuring her mind space number, she quickly got out of situational depression. Let's go to the second facet. Facet number two, measuring your time management success. We all have the same amount of time during the day. But have you ever thought about how you're spending your time? Or better yet, how do you measure your success when it comes to time management? See, the challenge is most people are reactive all day long, and maybe you're stuck in that kind of situation as well. You're reactive. They don't have a structure for the day. They don't have a way to handle the interruptions. They're busy, but they're not productive. And that's not good. What if you had a way to to know exactly what you're going to do during the day and how to get the most out of your day? What if you could measure your productivity and actually feel good about what you got done? And what if you had a way to create a game that you love to play every day? Well, you can. In fact, that's the solution. So let me explain what I mean. Years ago, when I was about 10 years in the business, now, I've been in the business for 30 years. So about 10 years in, I had a 42-item to-do list one day. And I had so much to do that I didn't want another thing to do. So, I let my voicemail fill up, and I stopped looking at my emails. And I was so stressed out that, that sometimes i put my phone on Do Not Disturb just so I could work on the, the list, my to-do list, to get things done. And I didn't want to hear from clients. Now, my assistant said, hey, your voicemail is full, and I said, I know. Well, you got to empty it. No. Somebody else will call and leave me a message, and that's not a good way to run a business. That's when I opened up a book by Stephen Covey, First Things First, and I learned about the time management matrix. Maybe you've heard of it. And really what he talks about are four different quadrants, important and urgent, which I consider a now item. Let's get this done right now. Important but not urgent, which I consider a today item. Not important but urgent, which I consider this week item. And number four, not important and not urgent, which I consider a whenever item. So next, I added four columns to my to-do list, and I numbered them one, two, three, four. Then I went through the entire task, all of my to-do list, and I put an X in the right column for each one of these. And finally, I started working on the now items. And it didn't feel stressful. In fact, I think there was five, maybe seven now items that I felt like I needed to get done now. And in hindsight, they probably weren't that urgent. I probably just needed to get them done that day or that week. So the solution really is this. Get organized. Get organized by getting the time matrix to do It's an Excel spreadsheet that I can email you. Number two, follow it. Follow it in order. Do all the 1s, 2s, 3s, and 4s so they're now, today, this week, whenever items. Number three, add to it every day if need be. Number four, highlight when you've got things done. It's kind of fun to see that it's highlighted. And What this does is it helps you to prioritize those tasks and be more productive. See, being busy is just working harder, but being productive is working smarter. In fact, I literally can tell you every task that I've done that I've worked on since October 2018 because I have it all in one Excel spreadsheet with different tabs, a tab for every month. So I literally could go to any one of these tabs and tell you what I did that entire month. When you do this, you get control of your tasks, you get control of your time, and you're measuring the right thing. You're measuring your time management success. Let's go to the third facet. Facet number three, measuring your prospecting success. Prospecting is one of the most important areas of your business to work on. You need to work on it every day. In fact, you should be working on it every day or else you won't be adding people to the pipeline. But most people work on it for a few days and then they stop because they're not seeing any immediate results or they're getting bored or they don't like the rejection. See, the challenge is, most people have no process for prospecting effectively. They have no game. They have no daily goals for prospecting. No way to manage prospecting success, except for the obvious, which is by how many appointments they set. And it reminds me of a client that I had years ago who had the same challenge when prospecting. He was a newer advisor with four years of experience in the business. He was prospecting, but not setting a lot of appointments. He was stressed because he wasn't able to handle objections. So I taught him what to say, how to say it, and how to handle those objections. But it's what he did after that that really made the difference. He made a game out of it. He made a game out of getting objections. In fact, he put a quarter in a jar every time that he got an objection. And at the end of the day, he counted up the quarters. You see, he was trying to break his record. And I remember one day I said, well, what's your record? And he said, 27 objections. And it wasn't just about getting objections. He was getting through those objections because he was practicing and knew what to say. You see, he was measuring his prospecting success. So the solution is have a process for prospecting. Effectively, that is. Know these processes. I teach them all the time. Create daily goals for prospecting and have a way to manage your prospecting success. You see, when you make a game out of it like that, and you know exactly what to do and how to do it and trying to beat your record, it turns out to be a lot of fun, and you'll be managing your prospecting success. Let's go to facet number four. (music) Facet number four, measuring your sales success. Sales is a facet of the business that you have to measure. Unfortunately, most people measure it in the wrong way. They measure their sales success by getting the sale which I understand why. But what about measuring all the milestones along the way to getting a sale? What about measuring what's in the pipeline at any given time? See, the challenge is that most people measure their sales success by what they close. This can bring a false sense of security. Let's say that you close one or two big cases in a month and you think you're really doing a lot of sales. If you only focus on one or two things that you close in the pipeline and you don't focus on the pipeline, it's not going to be the best thing to measure. Here's what I mean if you just measure your sales success by closing the sales, then you might close one or two big prospects and think that you've had a lot of success this month. But in this scenario, you're only measuring the destination, you're not measuring the journey. Instead, What you really want to measure is the entire pipeline, every day. What if you knew each day how many people you put into the pipeline? How many people that you scheduled an appointment with? How many people you moved from the first appointment to the second appointment? And how many people you got a referral from? (laughs) Wouldn't that be a better way to measure your success? Sure it would. That way, even if you didn't close those two prospects, you know that your pipeline is full at any given time because You're constantly putting people into the pipeline and through the pipeline. And it reminds me of what happened today, literally today with a client. You see, I was in a coaching session with a client earlier today, and he asked, how much should I bring in every month in new assets? And I said, you know, at your stage, a million a month and three million in the pipeline at any given time. Also, it's more important to know how many people are at each stage because we want it to be a funnel more people at the top than the bottom. And finally, I told him that he needed to have this all in his new business strategy list, which he did, and to be updating it every day, which he does. And to make sure that he added and moved people through the pipeline, the new business strategy list was going to be the only way to do it. And that way, he's not depending on two prospects in any given month. So we worked on literally a prospect that he had in the pipeline we worked on what he would do and what he would say to to help that person want to buy remember people hate to be sold but they love to buy and at four o'clock on a friday today i received a text that he said when he said i I closed it it was easy and i gave him a call and that was three hundred and fifty thousand in new assets and the reason i called him and i heard the story and and found out more about the assets i couldn't remember. I've been in five coaching sessions today. And I wanted to know the details. And when he told me what he gathered today, I said, can you see how you can gather a million in a month? And he said, yeah, I think it's doable. But what's even more important is measuring the milestones along the way. It's not about that one close. It's about what he's doing all day long. You see, the solution is always be adding people into the pipeline and through the pipeline and also measuring each part of the pipeline every day and trying to beat your high score in anything in other words whether it's a high score of setting two appointments a day try to beat it try to do three or a high score of moving two people from the first appointment to the second try to beat that try to do three and so on the point is once you measure your sales success this way Every interaction with a prospect or a client is a chance to beat your high score. And then, you start to get more success than you ever did before. Let's go to the last facet. Facet number five. Facet number five. Measuring your client servicing success. Client servicing is a facet of the business where most advisors spend their time. But very few ever measure their level of success. That is unless you lose a client. And then you're actually measuring the lack of success. The challenge is is that most advisors and agents don't take the time to segment their book into A, B, and C clients. They don't clearly define client servicing levels. They don't have a proactive client servicing system. Let me explain what I did when I was a brand new rookie. When I was a rookie, I thought that client servicing was putting out fires. They call up, I take care of it whatever they want. I was busy prospecting so much that I wasn't calling my clients. In fact, I rarely did reviews unless somebody wanted to find out what was going on in their portfolio. That's the wrong way to run a business. In my second year, in the business that is, I told my dad that I opened a hundred new accounts and he said, that's great. He asked me, why did they become a client? He was just curious. And I said, well, because their old financial advisor didn't really call them much. And he asked, do you call your clients? And I said, well, no, I really don't have time because I'm prospecting and I'm opening new accounts. And then my dad stated the obvious when he said, why don't these people eventually go somewhere else? And I thought to myself, I think they will. And from then on, I started calling my clients. And as a result, I nearly tripled my income that following year. So, the solution is really this. First, segment your book to A, B, and C clients. And second, clearly define your client servicing levels. Third, proactively service your clients by calling them on a consistent basis, calling to check in, talk about the market, talk about their portfolio, give them an update, do client reviews, and give them ideas. And four, measure how many calls you do in a day. Five, beat your record and six have fun with it with client servicing in fact one wholesaler client of mine he has a lot of fun with client servicing because he calls all of his clients every month in fact he he does it very simplistically and effectively by just simply starting in the a's and calling all the a's for one day and then he goes to the b's and the c's and he goes through the whole alphabet and he calls everybody once a month See, when you do this, and any or all of the ways to measure success, you're learning to love your business again. Because you're measuring the milestones along the way. But what if you're ready for a new destination? What if you're ready for the next level? Well, that is what we're going to talk about next. The Next Level So I said that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, strategies for measuring success. Check, we did that. Second, the top five facets of the business to work on. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the next step so that you know what to do when you're ready to go to the next level. What you probably know by now is that having strategies for measuring your success is absolutely something that you can do. To enjoy your business, that is. But what you may not know is that getting the right coach and getting the right coaching to help you can get you there a lot faster. In fact, I've been in the industry for 30 years, and I've been coaching financial advisors and agents since 2004. And as a result, I've taken advisors of every type. Financial advisors, insurance advisors, wholesalers, branch managers, and agency managers... I've taken them to the next level. And the only real question is, are you ready for the next level? Are you ready for the next step? So what is the next step? Well, the next step is simple. I I talk about it almost every week in these podcasts. It takes about 30 seconds, and it's probably the most important step you're ever going to take, and here's why. You could either disregard everything you heard in this podcast and go back to doing whatever it is you were doing, and nothing will change. That's actually the wrong step in the wrong direction. Or you could take the right step in the right direction. It takes only 30 seconds, and here's what it is. Email me at dan at com, and simply write, let's talk in the subject line. And tell me a little bit about you and the challenges that you're going through, and I'll reply and and we'll set up a time to talk. This is absolutely the right step in the right direction, because if you do, You'll start the process of getting the connections, camaraderie, and ancillary learning that you've always needed. And also, you'll have the solutions to help you manage your strategies for success. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at Advisor com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at Dan at Advisor Solutions Inc. com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at Advisor Solutions Inc. com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.